We are back. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we're back. We're back. We're back, baby. And we'll either cut that or we won't. We'll leave it. Who cares? We'll do whatever <clears throat> we want. It's the weekend. Right. Um, now that we are into our second episode here, yeah. uh, I could do a beer. I'll do it. If I'm being okay. honest. Yes. Yeah. 9.20 a.m. <laughs> but I could do a beer. Hey, Beck, would you mind just being an absolute doll and running and grabbing the brand new dad podcast dads a couple of beers? Okay. Hank is sitting in the bouncer looking adorable. Listen, right. so. Okay. Get mimosas. Into the mic, sweetie. And also into the mudroom uh, where there are beers. Thank you. Um, so okay. at the end of the last pot or in the middle or whatever, we did ask for some cues yeah. so we could, a hey. this is at the end of the Christmas pod. Cause we, people no. have been oh. reaching out to us ever I'm, since I'm that so Christmas <laughs> episode. Oh my God. They I'm just so, so sorry. It. They yeah. loved it. And they, everybody agreed with my top fives. Didn't you find that interesting? Yeah, it is interesting. Nobody, nobody. nobody. Yeah. There was not a single person that reached out to us since that episode yeah. and said that they agreed with you. Yeah, well, anyways, I mean, um, so we, uh, excuse me, at the end of this two pods ago, two pods we ago. requested some cues that we could answer, and uh, we got we got a few, which was nice. You know, it's right. good to hear from everybody, you know, some emails and one tweet, so um, let's just get right into it. Um, <sighs> That's a nice cold sound of 9.21 a.m. <laughs> yeah, and fair warning, you know, towards the end of this, we do get really deep, and it's going to be lovely. It's going to be beautiful. And Better we're going to be. have some nice moments. So, okay. Um, okay. You know, there's something to look forward to. Um, but in the meantime, Andrew from Vermont. Andrew from Vermont. Yeah. I know two, three, he, four. He's asking a question. Okay. He says, is there anything from a parenting standpoint that you have strongly disagreed with your wife about so far? Something based on principle, not just what's for dinner. Okay. If so, what was it? How did you resolve it? Did you come to a compromise? Um, do you anticipate anything like that happening again? If so, how do you plan to work towards compromisation? Okay. I can think of a couple that have happened so far. I'm sure there's I'm sure there's others. Um you're I'm sure gonna get into like arguing about whether or not to get vaccinated. But you are I, an animal. So there's been a couple differences of opinion. Um I can think about like whether or not we get our kids baptized, mm -hmm. whether or not uh, it's okay to have a backpack with a leash on it for mm -hmm. your kids. And I can tell you the way to resolve that is to win both arguments. And then you just get what you want. Yeah. Um, we, uh, I don't know if we want to get into the details of either of those things, but they were kind of, semi-ideological things I was, i'll say the leash thing that for me was kind of a principled discussion about like what's the right way to change behavior is it to force that behavior out of their reach so that they would maybe do it if you weren't forcing them to not do it or to just try to stay on top of it and change their behavior a little bit more organically and through some other motivation and discipline uh, so that even if that temptation is there, they mm -hmm. have the the strength and to, the mindset to, to not go down that road. Yeah. So that was my perspective and, uh, and it won. So uh, here I am a winner, two for two. That's nice. what I can think of so far. What about you? Um, yeah. I mean, what comes to mind immediately was, um, 
was the baptism or, you know, just raising a kid in a religion. And it's something that we're going to have to continue to work on. Hmm. I don't know that a compromise has been made by either party. A bit of fence riding. I think, well, no, I think that I'm more, go- I'm, it's more likely that I will compromise and maybe tone it down a notch on religion. Yep. Um, but I do want, you know, my, my daughter to have faith. So I think that, you know, maybe finding a way where we both can have faith without, you know, this Sunday weekly commitment that might get difficult for one parent to control over the other, you know, Mm -hmm. so like, so it pretty much if I'm going to take Addie to church, it's going to be me every single Sunday going without C. Yeah. Um, so. And Z and I are going to be at brunch. Yeah. (laughs) What, What would be difficult there is just, you know, not having the other person to help you like keep them quiet yeah, during the hour you sure. know um <laughs> so you know if i my compromise there would be just toning it down and maybe just doing like a service on youtube or something and then mm. you know or just praying at nighttime type of deal yep. just so that we i can have my daughter have faith you know without you having to actually do too much work by yourself That's as cr- a parent. Yeah. well yeah yeah okay. i mean i don't think it's bad to say that no i know no, I mean, I, I understand do, that we're supposed but, to make sacrifices. I do because... To the Lord. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah. And uh, again, I think we'll come across more of these, Andrew, we'll come across more of these things that we disagree on as the kid gets older. Right now, we're just trying to keep them alive. And I think we can both agree <laughs> that, that we, you know, there isn't much to disagree on there. Yeah, you know? yeah true. And like, the the thing is, like right now, you've got... The decision, the conversation, discussion, argument, whatever you want to call it, is between two adults. Mm-hmm. As these kids get older, I mean, you're going to have an eight-year-old weighing in on this thing yeah. as well, and it's going to it's going to have a new variable. So it's, I think, it's going to get tougher, and uh, and those decisions kind of have you know probably bigger implications as as they get older. Yeah, and like my strategy with these disagreements is just to remember and to remind that we are one team, one unit, mm-hmm. and we need to work together. If, yeah. You know, we need to find a compromise together. Yeah. One person doesn't need to bend over backwards for the other. We need to work together. Definitely. You know? And in the same vein, I think just the most important thing to do is to keep score. Just to make sure, you know, take an L every once in a while, back yeah. down, and 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 hold on to that. Back, mm-hmm. Put it in the back pocket, and then use it later as ammo to win. Yeah. So fair. That's what I would say. You had a lot of questions, Andrew, and we thank you. Uh, hopefully, that helps. And thanks for listening. And if you'd like to get a brand new dad cameo, yeah, they are available. Part of part of being a dad is knowing which battles to take and how to compromise you know i think one of one of the defining characteristics of how good of a dad you can be one thing that really helps is your ability to take punches of any kind yeah and you know they they are they're coming at you all the time they're coming at you in different ways um and it is definitely something that i need to work on more Mm because i tend to have a little bit too much pride about stuff i get too defensive about things immediately and uh and it it makes it definitely doesn't help some things in the long run yeah. to be uh, so damn good at winning arguments in the short term. Yeah. So. And on the topic of of keeping score, mm-hmm. your wife has created life 
So you are, I think you are forever down in the scoreboard for her because she was able to create a human being for you guys. I'm pretty sure so- <laughs> it all started with me. Yes, but you had did not have to carry that for nine months. You carried it for, I don't know how long. Sperm I carried lit. Nora around the store the other day for like an hour. <laughs> what I'm saying is that. You are kind pregnancy. of forever in debt because of that. And you, you know, which is why it's important to win most of these arguments <laughs> moving forwards because you get, you're falling behind. Exactly. You know, it's end of the first quarter. We're down big. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's time for a motivational speech from our coach on crutches, and it's time to get after this thing. So that's why you got to take some hits. That's all. Yep. Um, all right, moving on. Allie from VT said, "I'm confused. Do kids <clears throat> not have to try out for club soccer teams like Nordic, etc.? Isn't that what makes it different?" That's how it was in New Jersey, where there is real competition anyway. So this is nice Allie from Vermont, formerly from, from New, New Jersey. Jersey. Yeah. Or just knows a lot about New Jersey. Yeah, apparently. Okay. Well, well what I will say is you do have to try out for Nordic. And I think when Sean and I were talking about club soccer, we were both like speaking, you know, th- saying that our kids will be, will be good enough for that level and we'll, you know, make the team no problem. Yeah, undoubtedly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but just to address uh, Ali's um, question, there is there is some sort of tryout for uh, the club soccer. Now mm-hmm. we don't work with the pools of players that I'm sure the New Jersey club teams do, so it might not get to the point where players are getting cut. But they're definitely getting placed on different teams. You know, even like when I was coaching in Williston, those little tykes, the, mm-hmm. the U8s and U10s, like. There'd be two or three teams in each age group, and you're placing them according to skill level. So, I mean, there's there is a tryout, and you do get placed. And I mean, we didn't have to cut anybody, but yeah, um, I'm sure some bigger pools of players do have to deal with that. But yeah, we're talking about the good teams, yeah, um, which is where our kids will be will be playing. So, yep. yeah, yeah, no, and I hope that answers your question, Allie. Thanks for and thanks for listening, Allie. Yeah, thank you, um, Dean from Arizona. Dean, I think from Arizona. Uh, he left us an anchor VM, which was great. Did you did you have a chance to listen to that? The new new? Yeah. No, I haven't. Okay, so there's two Dean voice messages. I was on under there, which is hilarious. Under the understanding that I was not allowed to to look at any of the content. Oh, fine. <laughs> did you not? <laughs> did you not like when I said that? No, I liked it. Oh, yeah. It's fine. Hey, Maggie. Uh, okay, Maggie has a lot to say here on the Brand so New Dad Dean, podcast. He also sent us a tweet asking us, when the kids are older, would you be comfortable if they didn't want to move out at 18, 25, 30? Wait, if they didn't want to? Yeah. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I mean, thinking about it right now, I'd, I'm going to say I'd be perfectly fine with it, you know? Uh, but I'm the one that wants the kids to sleep in bed with us and Beck hates it, so I'd... I'm just I actually like our kids and Beck yeah. doesn't so uh, I, I'm gonna say right now yeah they can stay as long as they want okay you know my thing probably is probably gonna have to maybe pay rent at some point but. I think I'm fine at 18 and 25 yeah I think those are you know 18 maybe they're off to college it, your, your house is pretty much home base at that point yeah yeah summers vacations yeah. yeah 25 they're probably figuring out what they want to do with their career if they mm-hmm. want to live at home for a few make, make some money you yeah. know doing something else you know and save it that'll be fine 30 
get the hell out yeah, of there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, it just depends why. Like, any age is, like, yeah. you know, if my kids, uh, you know, get divorced and tossed out of the house at 40 and need a place to live for a few months while they're getting, yeah, of course. Like, yeah. it's the why that matters, you know? So, like you said, if it's home-based or in college or if they're, you know, trying to save some money for something to be able to buy a house of their own or whatever, then, then sure. But if they're you know, playing video games in the basement and being a piece of shit, mm-hmm. then maybe you need a little kick in the ass for motivation and it's time to GTFO. We agree on something. There we go. I completely agree. Okay. So David S., who we just did a cameo for in the 10 Degree Weather. David. Um, he's wondering, uh, my wife and her family are picky eaters. I am not and do want do not want my son to be either. Your thoughts slash approach? <clears throat> hmm. Ashley... Apparently, would like to weigh in. So, with us on set yeah. here is uh, my sister-in-law, kind of uh, Ashley, who uh, has a lot to say about this topic. So, into the mic, sweetie, as we like to say. My in-laws are also very picky eaters. Oh yeah. My father-in-law and my husband often eats like a five-year-old. Chicken fingers and steaks are his go-to. Yeah, yeah. Craig, Craig has a uh, an archetypal plate, and it is all the same color. It's just French can, fries, if, chicken fingers. If you can grill it, he'll eat it. Let's yeah. Put it that way. So I mean, we do pretty. We're pretty diverse in the meat department, For but sure. everywhere else. Yeah, not a big fan limited. of veggies. And the like flavor profiles for stuff tends to be pretty, uh, you know, minimal, which is fine. Let's, you know, the flavors of the the steak speak for itself. Won't eat seasoning, won't eat condiments. <laughs> I will tell you a funny story. Okay. My father-in-law is known to go to a restaurant and order French onion soup and ask them to strain the onions out because he doesn't like them. That's crazy. Often, at times, <laughs> we have gone to a restaurant and he asks for no pepper or seasoning on his meats. He tells the staff he's allergic, which he is not. <laughs> and sometimes they panic and take, say, we'll get you another one, sir, right away. And he eats the peppered one. While they're cooking him a new one. Because it's not that big of a deal. So I'm well versed in the Picky Eaters Club. What I suggest is set boundaries at mealtimes. So like there has to be a vegetable Mm -hmm. or there has to be something different. Like even if your wife doesn't like it, put it on the table. Make sure she eats at least a bite in front of your kid. Yep. Puts on a happy face. No saying, I don't like this. Just... Let it go under the rug and let it pass by. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes, I mean, we pretend to like broccoli a lot in our house. Yeah. You yeah. know, you, you do what you got to do so your kids gain a little bit of a flavor palette. This is so funny because it's like obviously a tactic to try to keep your daughter from being a picky eater. But at the same time, you are just like forcing <laughs> your husband to eat vegetables <laughs> and to shut up about it. Yeah, I want to keep his cholesterol and nutrition. Yeah, you got to do it. <laughs> Yeah, Ashley has a, has a lot to work with because you are absolutely right. Your whole yeah. in-laws family is uh, pretty picky. Well, yeah, you? we're struggling with some picky eating right now. And um, I think we're kind of just trying to get her through dinner times at this point and trying yeah. to get her the most nutritious. And then once we're able to communicate a little bit better with her, I think that's when we'll start to get a little bit more strict. I, but I, the thing is, I don't want my work now, like I don't want it to be like I am making this worse just by giving her, you know, tons of options what, at yeah, dinner time, yeah, yeah. you know. Definitely don't cook two meals. Make them eat what you're eating. If they don't eat it, that's okay. Let them get down. But then when they come back to you and say they're hungry, give them back the meal. 
so that they're forced mm. to start eating what you eat. And we also have great success with Pediasure because we didn't want to feel like we weren't feeding her enough. Mm-hmm. Pediasure was a great mix for us because she thinks it's a treat and it's really just vitamins and, and yeah. minerals, which and, has been great. And it allows you to be stern on the fact like, no, if you don't want to eat what we made for dinner, then you are not going to eat anything else. for di- You don't get to pick this is what dinner is, but you know guilt-free that you're actually feeding your kid. Right, and you give her the Pediasure at nighttime milk time, and that's what she gets. Yeah. So at what age did you start doing that? I would say probably 14 months she got real picky, and then that's when we started with the Pediasure. Yeah, and that's like right around the time when you start kind of giving them more fun, sweeter stuff. And Nora's going through that right now where she is picky right now because she's had cookies and ice cream and candy and knows what all that stuff is. And she's like, why the hell do I want to eat this other boring stuff? Uh, I want cake. The other thing is follow through is super important. So if you tell them they have to have three bites before they get down, they have to have three bites before they get down Mm. and there will be tantrums and there will be yelling and your kid will also be upset and you just have to get through it because parenting's hard. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. You know, like that sort of mentality, like there will be tantrums. That is, that is a, a thing that I think we all, take a little time getting comfortable with, Mm -hmm. but it is one of the more important aspects of parenting. It's like, this is probably going to suck, but it's for the good in the long haul and it's what we need to do. Yeah, that was awesome. I mean, this is awesome information. I mean, to have somebody on set who speaks into the mic, (laughs) brings valuable information. I mean, this is just a delight. That was great. I love you both, but you give terrible parenting advice. I want everyone on this podcast to know that. Love you. Love you. Bye. Dom's a little better. Bye. Eric, Eric, go ahead and cut everything that Ashley said, even the good stuff. Okay. She's banished. That was fantastic. That was great. That was great information. Thank you. So just for a little context, that is, uh, that's Ashley. She has, her daughter is uh, 10 weeks older than Nora. So she's just ahead of me Mm -hmm. in the like, you know, what are we (laughs) dealing with in the competition (laughs) for whose kid can be the oldest? Yeah. (laughs) Um, That was great. That was great information because we're dealing with it right now. Yeah. And she is very good at setting the boundaries Mm -hmm. and following through on those boundaries. Yeah. Uh, So- yeah, she's she all knows, about knows what she's talking about. Yeah. All right. So this next topic is is gonna it gets deep. It's one it's something that you know we haven't talked about on the pod before, but it's something I, th- I think we should bring to light. Um, I'm going to read this email because I don't think I could give it justice. I'm nervous. Paraphrasing. Um, so this is from Mark C from Columbia, Maryland. He says, hello and happy holidays from Columbia. I love listening to you guys and hope you continue the pod for many years to come. I too love golf and it's awesome to have fellow golf dads to listen to. I have a slightly different angle to present that I imagine most do. Excuse me. And it has allowed me to appreciate you guys even more than I ever thought possible. My wife and I got married this past July Um and immediately began trying to make babies, as was the plan all along. We were pleasantly surprised to learn that my wife became pregnant almost immediately. I frantically searched for a podcast about becoming a dad to learn as much as I could about what was around the next corner in life. I found you guys on Spotify and immediately was hooked, trying to binge the first season. I loved the laid-back, yet informative style. Even though... 
Apparently, we don't know what we're talking yeah. about. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, the tables turned on us in mid-October, about 10 weeks in, when we found out that my wife had experienced a miscarriage. It left us devastated and confused with many feelings that were difficult to cope with, let alone explain. I couldn't get myself to keep listening to the pod with a broken heart, feeling like I was not a worthy dad. I recently began listening again a few weeks ago and love it. The hardest part for me um, as a man was that there were not many resources to help me through the guilt of it all, and the societal norm is for us to ball it up, ball it up and deal with our feelings internally. Through eventually opening up to others, I found that many of my male coworkers and friends have gone through something similar and simply didn't speak out about their experiences. Just bringing to light that miscarriages are possibly or a possibility is something that I believe would benefit any expecting dad slash couple. We're doing much better now and are looking to begin trying again in a few weeks and are very excited about it. It will be a scary ride when she gets pregnant again, but we believe that all this will make even better, make us even better parents in the end. Realizing how precious life is and how much of a miracle having a child is are important reminders for any parent, no matter what stage they are in. That, I mean, that last paragraph is just beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, first and foremost, just thank you so much for reaching out and being willing to be open and honest about this yeah. stuff that is very difficult to talk about. And um, you're absolutely right. The societal norm is to just kind of keep a straight face and bottle it up and to not talk about this. And the reality of the situation is miscarriages are way more common than everybody thinks. And I, I I mean, I know several people that have been going through this for a little while and it's really, really hard and not having anybody to talk to about it and not being open and not having resources makes it so much harder and that just doesn't have to be the case. So I just want to thank you for being willing to open up about it and be honest. Yeah. Thank you very much. Um, and yeah, I mean, we talked about it when Jake was on the pod. It's just having something, either a journal or a podcast, where you're just able to air things out and put it down or, you know, just say it. Um, it really does make you feel better. When people, when I talk about this podcast with people, I always say it's cheaper than therapy, you know, because, you know, this, you know, the pregnancy, you know, being a dad, it's extremely stressful and anxiety provoking. And um, it just, you know, feels nice to get it all out there. Um, so, you know, I'd encourage anybody that are going through this is just to talk to somebody. Mm -hmm. One thing I've been thinking about recently is just like making therapy the societal norm. Like it's okay to be in therapy. You're not yeah. a crazy person For just sure. because you see a psychiatrist or a therapist, yep. you know, it's just some, somebody who's a professional in uh, mental health and yeah. you can just talk to them. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's, it shouldn't really be looked at any different than going to like a masseuse yeah. you know, or a chiropractor exactly. or something. It's, it's, it's the same thing and it's arguably m more important. And, uh, why, why we kind of had this stigma about it. I don't really know, but it's definitely associated falsely with like weakness. And that's just not the case. I think being, being able to be vulnerable and to put yourself out there and to, you know, accept that this would help, I think is one of the strongest things that you can do. Yeah. And seeking that out and trying to better yourself and trying to be strong is uh, very commendable and um, it can benefit anybody. And you don't necessarily need to wait for, you know, some 
you know, some trauma or, you know, some whatever the reason is to send you in there. I mean, it might be beneficial for everybody to go at their happiest just to talk about why they're at their happiest so that they know what they can do to get back there if they ever slip up a little bit. Yeah. Um, and one other thing that he said about, uh, I could understand if, if listening to a podcast about parenting would be tough after a miscarriage. Um, but I don't ever want anybody to feel like you can't, uh, listen to something if you're, if you're not pregnant or if you're not a dad, I mean, one, we're just spectacular people to listen to. So, you know, no judgment here. We have, we have several friends who are not parents that, uh, listen to our podcast Mm -hmm. and I think it's just cause they know us, but, um, it, it doesn't matter. I don't want anybody to feel like you need to be a certain type of person or that there's anything less than because there absolutely isn't. And, uh, I mean, I listen to a podcast about trying to be a scratch golfer. I've never broken 80. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't, I'm not, I'm not anywhere near that. It doesn't matter. I like the content and that, and that's all that matters. Um, so I have a couple other things to say. I want to send it back to you, but yeah. I, I do just, I, I can't even thank, thank you enough for just, being open about this because nobody talks about it and mm-hmm. it is so common. Yeah, uh, I have some stats here. Yeah, yeah. So uh, 15% of all known pregnancies end in miscarriages. So that's fi- every 15 or 15 pregnancies out of 100. Yeah. Which, that's a, that's a pretty large six. number. six. Yeah. I mean. Um, and, you know, everybody looks at that 12-week mark as, you know, you kind of turn the page um, and that's where things kind of, um, the percentages go down. Mm-hmm. Um, so once you, once you reach that point, it's uh, 3% of pregnancies that reach that, that, um, week, uh, end in, in miscarriage. Um, so yeah, I mean, just, I, yeah, those are the stats. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. I mean, it's losing you're it losing anything is very tough and, um, people deal with loss differently and uh it's always really hard to like you know get back out there and try again whether you're going through a tough breakup and you're trying to get back on the dating scene or whether it's a miscarriage or whether you know god forbid something happens you know to somebody that you love and you're trying to uh you know maybe go down that road again it's so hard to do and uh i would just say the most important things it seems like to me is to just a take all the time that you need to get through what you went through before um trying again and it seems like you are um and then also it's gonna probably i would guess be tougher this next time around to want to tell people Mm -hmm. that you're pregnant again yeah um so totally understandable if you want to delay that a little bit longer um, but I would say having somebody in your camp, somebody close that you can talk to about the whole process right from the we're pregnant again thing, I think would be beneficial just so you at least have an outlet for all the positivity because you're going to kind of feel there might be some guilt attached to it. There might be some weird feelings, mm-hmm. but I think it's important to still be excited the next time that this happens because it is amazing and it will work. And, uh, there's no point in sort of drowning in the negativity when you, you can focus on the positives. Yeah, exactly. And, um, man, what a great 
you know, email. I thank you so much for reaching out, and I hope you keep us posted with everything and how things are going as as you go through. And maybe one day we can have you on as a guest just Definitely. to talk about your experience. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as many people have stated, we uh, may or may not know what we're talking about. We're very happy to offer any help that we can. Um, but it seems like you're in a great mindset. And if you ever feel the need to talk to anybody who, uh, you know, professionally knows what they're talking about, fully support it. Mm-hmm. So um, seek out any any help that you guys need and uh, and just take it all in. Um, yeah. Well, thank you, Mark. And, it, you know, we have another email that, again, I won't do... Uh, disjustice to by paraphrasing i'm just going to read the whole thing another it's a, a beautiful email uh, this one comes from hunter tart hunter who uh who donated to the cause on anchor what yeah <laughs> <laughs> which is cool uh, if that's something you're interested in doing as a listener um go to anchor.com backslash brand new dad podcast yeah and uh, you might be able to subscribe or whatever hunter did (laughs) yeah yeah i always i see the thing on there that says like you can send out a blast like asking your listeners to donate yeah um i would never ask you to (laughs) go to anchor.com and find us the brandy dad podcast and i mean again i would never tell you guys to look for the link that says to donate now yeah and to just type in uh you know whatever you make in a week Mm mm-hmm that doesn't need to be much. Sure. <clears throat> Anyways, Hunter, thank you so much for the donation and, and for this just lovely email. Hey, guys, my name is Hunter, and I'm from North Carolina. I tried to leave you all a voice message on Anchor, but I got a phone call mid-message. Tried to leave another one, and my phone froze at the end, so I have no idea if they went through or not. Um, we didn't get them, either of them. Uh, but we'd Sorry. love to hear your voice, so if you want to give it another try. I love the voice messages. Yeah, That's me awesome. too. Um. Yeah, he goes on to say, I started listening to you guys back in January of 2021 and was not an official dad at the time. Since then, my little boy was born in June, and I'm now a proud dad of a six-month-old who is officially crawling and flying around the house with his walker as of his this past week. Whoa. Cruising. Awesome. Um, to give you all some backstory on myself, my wife and I met in college, and during that time, she was diagnosed with an extremely rare form of cancer. She was originally diagnosed in 2018 with stage 3 terminal cancer. After six months of chemo, five months of surgery and recovery, she officially became considered no evidence of disease and has been doing great since then. The original prognosis was tough, um, was so tough that the doctors recommended that she skip egg preservation and begin chemo treatment literally the next week. Along with that, they told her that she would likely never be able to have children due to the intensity and duration of the type of chemo she received. All that to say, if there's anyone out there that has received any sort of difficult prognosis or is in a tough situation in life, hopefully that story can give you some hope. Number two, as mentioned above, I'm a dad now. My incredible wife has, was not able to, was able, was not only able to beat the odds with her cancer diagnosis, but also the odds with being told she would likely never able to have children. With that being said, I'm now 23 years old and also a dad. Because of my age, there aren't a ton of guys in my immediate circle that can relate on being a dad. Your podcast has been an incredible outlet for some entertaining, relatable, and genuinely practical dad talk. I've listened to a ton of dad podcasts, and yours is hands down the best. You guys do a great job of balancing out, talking about a real and important facts, while also keeping it real and genuine. And... um, he wanted to, he had a question for us. 
about living in the mountains. A few episodes back, you were discussing living in the mountains of Vermont. I wanted to, ex- I wanted to expand upon that a little bit. My wife and I met in North, the mountains of North Carolina. It's our all-time favorite place to be. We currently live in a more urban area that's several hours from the mountains. In the next few years or so, there's a pretty good chance that both of our jobs will be evolving to allow us to potentially move back to the mountains. Our biggest reservation is this. Both of our parents live with reasonable driving distance from our current city. So our son gets to see his grandparents on a very regular basis. If we do move, then those visits would be much more limited, but we would be living in our dream location. Personally, I grew up seeing my grandparents multiple times a week, and that was an incredible and impactful part of my childhood. We have plenty of time to weigh all of this out, um, but I wanted to see what your general thoughts were on the grandparents versus location scenario. Wow, what an email. Oh, my God. Uh, that is so awesome. It is so awesome. Um, <laughs> really likes our podcast. That's awesome. <laughs> Dude, I just, no, I'm, just <laughs> I'm so happy for you and your wife, and uh, just props to your wife. That is so, so amazing. Yeah, that is unreal and awesome, and just uh, offering that up just as a token of positivity for anybody else else is uh, going through that uh, or, or something similar mm-hmm. is just amazing and um, thank you so much for doing that um, that is I can't even imagine being able to hear something like going through the cancer treatment and trying to battle through that is enough just alone just in itself mm-hmm. and then having the like oh we don't even have time to freeze any eggs mm-hmm. we're doing this you're probably never gonna have kids I can't even that's unreal, and to be able to stay positive through all of that and keep trying, um, not that you know, trying is the hardest thing to convince a guy to do, but uh, that's awesome, and to be able to stick with it, and I'm so happy for you guys that you got it done. Um, do you, we'll, we'll get to your actual question here in a minute. Do you have anything else to add about the, uh, just the beginning of the, it's the just, thing? it's amazing life in general. It just, the stories like that just make you think of how, you know, like, um, Mark was saying in his email, like how precious life is and how you, you know, as a parent need to be reminded of that. And it's just, it's so amazing. Yeah. You yeah. know, life in general is just incredible. True. Um, so you're. Uh, specific question was about uh, living in a rural area and everything. And we'll just sort of add the, the the caveat. It's not like we, you know, our families live in the city and we moved out here because mm-hmm. we wanted to be out here. This is where our families are. So I would say as much as we love this area and love being in this environment, I don't want to speak for you, Dom, but for me, being close to the family and friends is the reason why I'm here. Mm-hmm. Having it be gorgeous and having the people be generally nice and you know the laws be pretty cool are just added perks really for me what do you think i personally love living away from the hustle and bustle um and that is why i enjoy living here i yeah i'd say that you know having my family close is a bonus but i you know i i wouldn't say that i wouldn't move away I think Z and I have talked about moving to to England, which would be very far away. There's, that's a that's a trip. <laughs> there's no chance um, of you know grandparents helping you out to babysit, uh, you know, on a nightly basis of that, you know. Um, so yeah, yeah, and and at this point where our kids are, I mean, the grandparents are huge. It's awesome, and I mean, my like yeah. our, my kids' grandparents are, I can see their house. It's like a football field here. away. Yeah. yeah. So, 
I mean, it's uh, you know, it's a driver and a wedge. It's not a, you know, it's not far. So right now it is very important. I would say just just hold tight. Enjoy enjoy mm-hmm. the fact that you're close to your uh family now. Um let them enjoy the kids growing up and and let yourselves uh have a little bit of relief by having them close by and then when you guys do, I mean, you'll you'll know. You'll get to a point where you're like, we got to get out of here. Yeah. And uh, something will come up. I don't know what the housing market's like, um, where you're looking at. It's pretty, still pretty jacked up around here. Um, but either way, like, you'll know. You'll trust your gut and you'll go for it. But I would say right now, don't force the issue. Yeah. Um, because you could use all the help that you, that you can get and they're close by. Might as well use them. Well, that's just it. I mean, we, you know, having a baby is a little bit different than, it, you know, if you were to move away with a teenager or like a, a preteen. Yeah, you even 10-year-old is like, it's, yeah. you know, that's... You could hire a high school student to watch their kid. You're not going to hire a high school student to watch your baby, you know? No. So it's yeah. important, I think, to be around family during this time. But, you know, as you move on to your second children, maybe the first child can, can help out mm-hmm. in helping, you know? I think that, you know... Definitely hang tight for a bit, but if, if life takes you somewhere else, don't be afraid to, you know, just because you'd be further away from the grandparents. For sure. Yeah. yeah. And I will also just add, I think a lot of people do have high school students watch their babies. Infants, Sean? I think so. No way. I think so. I think it's hard for guys to imagine this because we're just thinking about what we were like in high school, <laughs> yeah. which is like, don't even let me near like another high schooler, yeah. let alone a baby. Um, but I think, uh, I think Becky was babysitting when she was like, I don't know, 13, infants, 14. Sean, infants. There's a different level of care than like a toddler. For sure. For sure. Keep them busy with, with a little toy action. I don't think it, we know. And I, I think, right. I think it happens okay. a lot. Um, just Ultimately, I think you should just go wherever life takes you. If that for takes sure. you away, you'll, you will figure it out. There's got to be a Bruce Springsteen line about just following the road, you know? You know it. Is there one? No. <laughs> following the road? There, I mean, he has a thunder road. Ah, yeah, I don't know. Either way, uh, you'll know when it's time to go. And uh, right now, I would say just, just, just use it all up. And, uh, I mean, also just it's a gift to them. They want to be close to you. Like just sort of do it. If it's really a problem, just do it for only as long as you can, Mm -hmm. you can take it because they are gaining a lot from it. And even if it's even if I don't know what your work schedule is like, or um, I don't know if you really need like daycare that much or babysitters or the help, or if you don't want to do it, but either way, just do it for them for a little while. And then when it's time for you guys to go, just go. But uh, like we said, it's definitely easier to make that trip, make that change, uh, with a little bit older children than it is, um, as infants. But then now that I'm thinking about it, it's like you uproot a middle school where it's like they're, they've got friends and stuff yeah. and then you got to move. True. Could change so the stuff life. too. So mm-hmm. as usual, we don't know what we're talking about. Um, and we don't know when anything happens. So yeah, it's tough. I don't know when you can babysit an infant. I still can't. <laughs> You know, I yeah. take care of my own kids, but dude, I mean, two just phenomenal emails. Yeah, yeah, and like within within. I'm days wondering at this point if we're qualified to host this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like, we might have to bring in some some help. Yeah, um, I you know I hope we did those emails justice because it we really you know just really 
I really hope we did. Yeah, I, same. And we really appreciate you reaching out. 100%. Male vulnerability should be the new normal. I think females like it. Might be a little attractive. For sure. I think Do it for that I, reason yeah. alone. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, like it's important to air Put it all out there, mm-hmm. you know? It, that will make you a, a better person and yeah. a better dad. And it like takes the weight off you. I mean, it, it just, it clears your mind. It's so much easier to just be honest all the time it and is. not have to worry about like who you're bullshitting about what. If you just tell people that you don't like the black shoes that they got you, yeah. it's way better. Don't say that you like them and then two weeks later have to return them and then not return them and then just be out the money because you Venmoed the person who bought them for you. So mm-hmm. that's let, my own shit. Let me just say this. And it was something I've had to remind myself you know, several times in the last 13 months, you know, even prior to that. I, like, who are you helping by holding stuff in hmm. and then exploding at a random moment? Yeah, yeah. Who are you helping? How, is, who, how does that help anybody? Why not just you know, say the stuff that bothers you while it's happening? That way you're not building up anything, you know, and just be vulnerable <clears throat> with your partner yeah. or, you know, with your kids even, Yep. you know. Let's just as a little exercise sure. to show the listeners the value of it. Mm-hmm. Let's mean you right now. Mm-hmm. Just air some stuff out. Okay. Okay. You look better in navy blue than me and it <laughs> makes me mad. I was wondering if you're going to go real or fake because I went real. you look better in navy blue than I do. We're fighting. <laughs> Um, in all seriousness, you are 100% correct. And mm-hmm. I, I, uh, do look better in navy blue than you. No, you are, <laughs> you are right. The, it, we, we gotta, we gotta normalize, uh, the male vulnerability. Yeah. Um, and, and we can't thank these listeners enough for reaching out to us. Oh man. Um, such great emails. So yeah, I do just want to touch on one fun thing before we, before we cut this thing down. Do it. Um, you got engaged. I did. Um, Becky uh, told me immediately, obviously, mm-hmm. and then asked me if I wanted to hear the story. And I told her no. And she was furious with me that she couldn't uh, gossip or share or however you want to describe what she wanted to do. Um, but I think there's there's a great value in being able to tell people news yourself. Um, I'm wondering what you think about this and uh and also i have a couple a couple other points as well so what do you do you like to uh, what's the best way to share news do you do you mind other people sharing news for you do you what do you think about all this i'd prefer other people sharing news for me <laughs> you want them to yeah share it. <laughs> yeah i just like i don't really you know, this is going to sound weird because I have a podcast where I talk about myself self a lot, <laughs> but I don't really like to, you know, seem like I'm bragging about my situation or like, mm-hmm. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to feel like, you know, people are going to say, when's this guy going to shut the hell up? Yeah. You know? Um, so I prefer, you know, Z telling, telling people about the engagement, you know, and I'm, I'm equally as happy as she is. I just don't like really just talking myself up yeah, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh yeah i would have loved to have told you you know i'd love to tell our friends but i knew that wasn't realistic because zara and becky yeah, are you know yeah, best you know yeah, some yeah. best friends yeah. and uh i knew that she was going to tell her immediately and <clears throat> it would get to you so yeah i mean the same thing happened when 
you guys were pregnant with Addie. Yeah. Like Z told back and back. I, I, I can't remember if she told me or if she just opened the, or like had a FaceTime like while I was in the car, mm-hmm. which is, you know, seemingly accidental and fine. Yeah. Um, but either way, like my issue is not really with like the, the, well, my issue is with the person gossiping, but it's not, it's not about being like for or against like passing the information on. It's just when we were pregnant, I was very excited to share that news with people. Mm-hmm. And every time somebody finds out before you get a chance to tell them, you're essentially robbed of an opportunity to have that moment yeah. with them. Now, knowing that you don't necessarily want that moment, mm-hmm. you don't really care to, you know, toot your own horn and yeah. and say all this stuff like that makes it perfectly fine that Becky told me I still wanted to wait and hear the story um, from you on the pod yeah, because I think course. it's a value at that point to the listeners yep. to get a live reaction. Um, so I think I think if if you know something and and you and you can't you don't want to hold it in like mm-hmm. I almost I almost think it's selfish a lot of the time to pass along news good or bad i think a lot of the time people pass on bad news because Mm -hmm. they feel bad about it and they want somebody else to feel bad too yep and that helps them because they can share in that feeling yeah and if you need it then you need it but if you're doing it because this is just sort of how you always do it i think you're selfish and i don't agree with it um and with the good news as I've said, I think a lot of people really enjoy that moment of being able to tell their uh, friends and loved ones about it. And if you're taking that from them so that you can have a fraction of it, yeah, I think that's selfish. Yeah, I agree. And I don't agree with that either. Um, and then my only other point that I would add is we are in this world right now with uh, social media and sharing and posting everything to the public. I mean, you've, I've had these interactions with people and you probably have too, where you'll run into somebody from like high school and they'll be like, Oh wow. Yeah. I mean, Addie's walking. That's mm-hmm. awesome. And you guys are getting married. That's so great. Like, you know, like I haven't talked to you in yeah. 11 years. Right. Like maybe it's fine. Maybe it's not, but catching up with somebody is dead. Mm hmm. Oh it, yeah, it does not already exist. Caught up. It doesn't exist yeah. anymore. If you bump into somebody at lunch, they probably know what you had for breakfast, <laughs> and that fucking sucks. <laughs> you like can't tell anybody about anything because they already know if if you're the type of person to post everything online. So mm-hmm. I think I think uh, those moments are a premium, and I think they're incredibly valuable. And even if you rob them from yourself by sharing everything online and not getting to have those personal connections, don't rob other people of those moments is all that I will say. Yeah, I totally agree. Like, when Zara and I got pregnant, we didn't put it on Facebook ever. Like, we didn't even post pictures of her being pregnant. Yeah. Um, and that was partly because of a topic that we talked about earlier. You know, we were, yeah, you know. Yeah, sharing thing and, right. yeah. Well, what? Is that what we? Is that what you're? No miscarriage. So like I, I oh, was, you know, earlier just thinking just how difficult it would be to put something out on Facebook and then just to kind of like have to, 
you know, tell people otherwise for sure. would be very difficult. And so we didn't put anything out there and which made when we told people that we were pregnant or when they saw Z, you know, these people that are like Facebook hounds and just looking into your life, like, oh my God, you're pregnant? Yeah. And they, which, you know, those moments were special and yeah. nice, you know? So that was cool. Um, so I encourage, I think we should start like just not putting stuff out on Facebook. Just don't put it out. And just let people find out as they find out. Yeah. So you can catch up with an old friend catching on what's up, going on. Catching up with people is awesome. I yeah. mean, bumping into somebody and being like, like, what is the point of running into somebody and saying, oh, we should get a cup of coffee or you want to go get a beer? Like, what are you going to talk about? The mm-hmm. Celtics? Like, there's more important shit. Right. And if you just air it all out all the time or other people are airing it out, then there's just nothing good to talk about mm-hmm. and you don't have those moments. And I just love, I like originality. I like one-offs. I like moments that are existing just then. I'm trying to be better about staying present and staying in the moment. And all of these things are trying to pull us away from the present. And I just think it's important to take the little bit that you can in a world that wants everything to be kind of live streamed and cookie cuttered. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, that's, that's my hot take on. I love it on gossip and yeah i would have loved to told tell you about my engagement as a, like a group of boys getting together like we're engaged but it just it wasn't gonna happen and that's okay the next baby though i'd like to have the boys get together and clink just, a glass yeah. have me interrupt and then say something <laughs> dumb just like you did to me yeah <laughs> exactly okay well i think we have done a podcast you have a full day of uh of birthday shenanigans yep. for your mother so once again happy birthday brenda um and merry christmas to everybody i have a toast before we oh. go a toast to send us off lovely and this toast is to my co-host Okay. You frustrate the hell out of me, but I love you. I love you too, man. <laughs> and you uh you rarely frustrate me. Which is Of course I frustrate you, Sean. No, no you don't. <laughs> You're incredibly easy to get along with. No, I appreciate that. And uh and you guys are you guys are a big value to us in a lot of ways and Thank it's you. it's really this podcast is great and uh it's nice to Dude, nice I would, to do this with you if you told me that we'd still be podcasting when we first started the episodes that did not go to air yeah. we were just practicing <laughs> i wouldn't believe you we're, yeah. we're killing it man. our original episodes were about as bad as our first couple attempts at our cameos today yeah and like receiving those emails the big ones just made me realize like not how far we've come but like yeah, how far we come. You yeah. know, it's like, it's yeah. it's crazy, you know, that people are uh, are okay, you know, releasing that part of the enormous parts of their lives. For sure. And it's just amazing that we were able to, you know, maybe provide some people some happiness, you know? It's incredible. And it's surprising. And uh, honestly, it's inspiring too, because all we want to do now is sort of rise to the occasion and, yeah. and not let you guys down, because, uh, you know, it. you guys are great. You're a, a great listener base. And yeah. uh and we love you guys. We do. So we hope you have a happy holiday. Exactly. Whatever you celebrate. All the holidays. <laughs> um, but Merry Christmas. <laughs> Is Christmas canceled? Um, we love you. Love Cheers, you. guys. Cheers. Cheers.